This is Ask an Expat with Marcus and Matt from An Expat's Russia, where we answer your questions about what it's like to live, work, and travel in Russia. Hey everyone, in this video we're going to talk about things that we as Americans, having left Russia, miss about Russia. So what do we miss about Russia? Uh, Matt, what is one thing that being back, you know, out of Russia, you have missed? Sure. Well, I think by far the number one thing is just like personal relationships. So um, we could use work as an example. Of course, I'm not talking about my best friends. Of course, spending time with my best friends in America is always great. But what I'm talking about is people I work with, for example. Um, in Russia, I worked um, at one company for almost three years and I had like real relationships with those people. I knew about them. I knew what they liked to do in their spare time. We had kind of in-depth conversations about what we wanted to do professionally. I find that in the U.S., a lot of people are very, very closed off. Um, at work, for example, no one is going to talk about their future professional goals. They wouldn't want to, you know, disclose what they're thinking. People really keep to themselves in the U.S. And that's not only at work. That can be in any sort of environment. Um, I think just talking to people on the street in the US. Everyone's always very pleasant with you. This is kind of a great example. Everyone's very pleasant with you, but in Russia, nobody's pleasant with you. But if you really start to talk to them, even people on the street, you know, I've got, uh, gotten into long conversations with people on the street in the US and in Russia. It happens much less frequently in Russia, obviously, right? Right. Um, but, you know, you just get talking to someone and they find out you're American and then they just start asking you questions and then it gets into this kind of deep conversation. Um, it happened much more often if I were I was with a friend in Russia and we were speaking English, and then they found out that we were from America, and then we start talking and uh, you know we tell them about you know where we're from and whatnot. Whereas in the U.S., it's, it doesn't happen very often at all. You get into any kind of deep personal conversations with people on the street, although everybody will start talking to you. Yeah, I think you know, it's just kind of like very superficial conversations at work and people in general in the US compared to Russia. Right. Um, I've seen that um, in general, I would agree that uh, in the US, it seems like most of the interactions that you have, in, you know, with social interactions that you have are superficial. And uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but I, I grew up in a with a um, German mother and she made the same observation said you know in the US it was kind of very superficial in Germany they were more kind of uh, deeper basically it comes down to um, you can't when you when you start learning a little bit of Russian you you understand you don't call everyone a friend in Russian there's like friend acquaintance co-worker I mean there's multiple words that you would use and in Russia, in, in America, at least, you would say, oh, my friend, you know, even if you met him once or, or twice, you're kind of, you're referring to somebody, a friend of a friend or an, actually an acquaintance you don't know very well. So that's a good illustration of kind of the depth of, um, you know, friendships in, in the U.S. versus Russia, where in Russia, you, you might have very deep friendships and they would always help you out but you only have you know a few deep friendships versus 
you know, hundreds of, of friends in the U.S. or maybe dozens of friends in the U.S. where um, you reach out to them in need and, and sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, they, they can't help you out. So I feel like my friends in Russia would, would even even though they're not in the situation to help out in, in a lot of cases, they would, right? They would they'd really, really try. So that's something I, I've noticed. Right. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, another thing that I think is quite different or something that I miss is just the kind of dynamicness. I know that's probably not a word, but dynamicness of life. In the U.S., like, life is very static. You kind of just kind of exist, you know? Like, life is very easy. It's very comfortable. But there's no sense of like, doing. I don't know. I think COVID has kind of accentuated this a little bit in that, um, you know, the last year has gone by and many things in my personal life have changed. I've had a baby. Um, but life, it just, every day just kind of comes and goes. Whereas in Russia, you have like very high ups and downs. And I don't know what contributes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it almost, when things go right, you have this real feeling of satisfaction in Russia. Whereas nothing ever goes right or wrong in the U.S. It's just kind of it's very hard to you know put into words you and i were talking before we started this video um but that's kind of been my experience and that's kind of what i miss the most i know it seems crazy but of course objectively by all sort of measures life in the u.s is better well well, yeah you earn more you earn you you earn more money you um you know you have more space um you have you can afford to do more things right but all of that, like, added up, it just it's less fulfilling. I don't know how, how, how else to say it. I've, I've spoken to numerous Russians who have spent time abroad, and they've um, basically said the same thing, where they didn't like the U.S., they didn't like Europe for whatever reason. You know, they say it's boring, it's predictable, you can, you can you know, plan, basically mm-hmm. plan your whole life, whereas in Russia it's in general it's it's kind of tough it's a tough place but you know the dynamic of of everyday life you, you don't know what's going to happen um you know one minute could be one day could be up and the next could be down and it's that unpredictability that really some people like and i didn't understand that at first when i first had those types of conversations I was like, this, that sounds, that mm-hmm. sounds crazy. But, uh, having lived there over a period of time, I, I kind of began to see what they saw. And when you, mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely something I miss. Not, not the most, but, um, kind of having that like ability to switch, uh, like, you know, switch your plans. Like you don't make plans too far in advance because you know they could could change kind of attitude. But uh, it's really hard to explain. Well, it's that. kind of funny you you say that. It's funny you say that because I I find myself it's very hard for me to commit. Like Americans, they'll say like, well, you know, let's let's do this in two months. I'm like two months? Why why are we planning what's going to happen in two months? I don't know why it is I don't like that, but I I hate saying that I will do this in June. Right, now. right. I don't know I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a Russianism that's kind of made its way into into me, but 
Americans love to agree to like do some relatively minor activity months down the road. It's just it's strange. It's hard for me to to agree to that. Right. Even you, but. even so, I'm in I'm in Germany now, and I would say that you know to make you have to make an appointment for everything you know weeks and weeks in advance. Um, obviously, I'm not talking about COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, that that definitely um, you know affects affects it, but in general you have to plan everything in advance and i'm i'm thinking well what if i just want to go to the one thing i would liked about uh moscow um i didn't particularly like living in the city because of you know all the busy stuff mm -hmm. but i really liked being near a subway station um and uh like a big shopping center with a movie theater and um i wouldn't say that that's where I'd spend the rest of my life, but that period of of right. time I enjoyed because I could go this go to the grocery store anytime I wanted. If I forgot something, it's just a walk, you know, short walk away. Whereas here in Germany, you have to make sure you, you know, everything's closed on Sunday. Um, if you forget something, <laughs> you you can't really. That's that's a that's that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. The just availability of everything in Russia is very, very different than even a huge city in America. One exception, maybe New York City, right? But even where I live, just outside of Houston, I mean, of course the grocery store is open till 11 p.m. But if you go to a, I was just visiting my parents, all the restaurants are closed at 7.30, yeah. 8 o'clock. That's, what, thinking, wait, that's what? when they're getting even where started I am, in here, Russia. Just, <laughs> and, and where I live here, just outside of Houston, um, everything's closed by nine o'clock on a weekday. Yeah. All the restaurants. I mean, there's no restaurant after nine o'clock. Well, speaking. But in Moscow. Speak. I was going to say, speaking of actually, food, not even. Um, you know, that's one thing that that is totally different. I, I would say I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that I. I like Russian food, but I don't miss the amount of processed food in the U.S. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I get into some. I I get into arguments. Just visiting my parents, um, I get in. I wouldn't say arguments, right? But I, my my dad will ask, "Hey, do you want this?" And my first reaction is, "Let me see the ingredients list before I decide if I if I want it." <laughs> um, I, but I never found myself doing that in Russia. Although I will say, there are lots of products, like very cheap products in Russia, that are also very bad. Yeah. The problem is, um, here in the U.S. But you don't have that choice. Like even the expensive stuff, you, you pull it off the shelf and you look at it and you think, oh, there's 97 ingredients in this. Uh -huh. Whereas in Russia, like if it's not dirt cheap, you could use cheese as an example, right? If you buy, like you go to Russia and it's like for 100 rubles a kilogram, you can get cheese, right? And you, you, you just see it and you know it's bad. But any of the like regular cheeses, the number one ingredient is milk. I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you go to the U.S., there's so many things that are labeled cheese, but if you actually read like the little fine print at the bottom, it says cheese product. Uh huh. It's not actually cheese. Well, I found it hard to actually and get processed food in, in Russia. We would go to the store, and and you know, my wife cooked almost every day. Like uh, we would shop to shop to cook, to actually cook, boil yeah. things and and fry things here. Here in Germany, you can get a lot of processed food. In the U.S., it's like it's hard to not get processed food when you're going through the 
going through yeah. the supermarkets like oh this would be so you know so fast this would be so so convenient and yeah well i found that my disposable income here in texas is much higher than it was just outside of washington dc i find myself able to just grab the nicer food and it's so much more expensive yeah right like if you want to get um, a decent tomato sauce that doesn't have preservatives and high fructose corn syrup it's like six dollars or seven dollars for a bottle whereas 80 percent of what's on the shelf maybe even 90 percent of what's on the shelf in the u.s it, you know, the first or third ingredient is um, high fructose corn syrup and a tomato sauce. And you think, what? Mm -hmm. And that, that's $2 or $3. But if you want to grab one that's decent, you have to pay double, sometimes even triple. Uh, what about the, um, the natural food scene in the U.S.? So I haven't been in the U.S. for, you know, a long period of time for a number of years. So is, you know, going to the well, store to get natural uh, home homegrown products easy well okay so I, I think we have to differentiate here right because the overall availability of high quality products I think is better in Russia like the average person can afford it right, right. if we want to talk about variety of high quality stuff of course it's better in the United States but it costs so much more to buy those. Mm -hmm. So like, I would let's say on average, it's cost double to get something that's organic, high quality, without preservatives in the United States. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Russia, it's usually like the average product is, you know, organic to whatever degree, right? You can go to like the local market in Russia, right? The Rinak, and you can just buy all of the vegetables and fruits that are in season that the babushki are selling. That option only exists if you go to Whole Foods in a big city in the U.S. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, did you go to the market so I, in I, Russia I, I, a lot, though? I wouldn't say I went a lot just because it wasn't convenient to where I lived. When I lived in St. Petersburg, I would go much more often. I remember, this is a crazy story, but I remember going to the market in St. Petersburg and they would have like Thai mangoes. Mm -hmm. And they were like dirt cheap. They were dirt cheap. But you come to the United States and you want to get a nice Thai mango, you can't even get one. Hmm. It's a funny story, but the mango growers in the United States teamed up and lobbied in Washington to ban all imports of mangoes for, like, I don't know what the reason was, um, you know, uh, but you can't actually get a lot of stuff in the U.S. now because of political reasons. Right. Unless it's grown in the U.S. Um, Whereas in Russia, I think... If you're willing to pay a lot in Russia, you know, we're talking about how much it costs, right? If you're willing to pay a lot in Russia, you can get anything. High quality, not high quality, imported from any country of the world. In the U.S., maybe the variety is better for the average person, but it also costs a lot. Mm -hmm. but like if we want to talk about like the basic level of food, I think the average person has a better opportunity to buy higher quality food in Russia, especially if you think about like seasonality. So in the US, you can get tomatoes all year round. You can get um, blueberries all year round, raspberries all year round, strawberries all year round, which you can't do in Russia. But they taste like nothing here. Yeah. Right? Because they're grown somewhere in some... That's yeah, it's, it's a really deep topic. I, well, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to... I'm trying to 
think about the meals that we had on a regular basis and I I don't remember a huge variety but I remember wholesome meals right so we we right. we made we cooked almost every day um, we would go to the store more often obviously because it was right right there um, that's another thing is you don't you don't necessarily buy for the whole whole week or you know you buy a little bit every day um which obviously the you know you don't have you can buy the products that are fresher and just go to the store more often um but once when you go to the, when i go to the us i'm looking at the shelves i'm like man i i barely know what to to choose because there's so many options right um, right. Well, the other thing in the U.S. is you have 90 percent, I think, of all the food on the shelf at a grocery store is produced by like three or four companies. Whereas right. in Russia, <laughs> there, there are less options for everything, but the options are all different. Did you um... right? like if you go in, and you go you go to Russia and you want to buy pickles, right? In the U.S., you have like, I don't know, 10 feet of pickles, right? But they all taste the same. And they're all from one yeah, or two companies. They're right? rebranded. Russia, there's, there's like there's there's like a small little you know, shelf, I guess, right? A couple shelves, but you have like 15 different kinds and different tastes of pickles. You know, pickles, maybe not the best example, right? Because they're a big part of Russian cuisine, but I'm just kind of using that as an example. One of the, one of my favorite stores that we went to, uh, to get food was actually, um, just recently, like they've, they've blown up across Moscow and probably Kusville. Kusville, yeah. But, yeah. But Very I did start. notice that when I go to Perikryostek, some of the things that mm -hmm. Fkusville sells is the same company, but with the Fkusville name. So um, even though Fkusville sure. kind of started off at, as this, uh, you know, local, uh, you know, healthy, um, they, they do pick Natural really, foods. really great products. But some of the things like uh, the jams, I noticed they were, they were uh, sold everywhere. But did you did you um, go right. there a lot? So Fkusville, I did not go there a lot until the end of my time in Russia, because it wasn't so popular. Okay. It wasn't so. One of the things about food in Russia, we should do a whole separate video about this. But when you live in Russia, most people don't have a car. You're really kind of relegated yeah. to what is in your immediate kind of walkability. Um, and we didn't have a Fkusville. I had one by work. Like if I needed to pick up a few ingredients, I would go in there and I'd pick them up. But since we didn't have one within a 10 minute right, walk, right, right, yeah, it was terrible. It's it's terrible in Russia because if you, I didn't have a car, so you if you have to walk more than 10 drag minutes, drag the groceries, even everywhere. two little, two little grocery bags of I don't know a couple kilograms, it gets a, to be a pain, especially in the winter trying to lug them back. Well, that that no that brings me to the the next thing I actually miss. It, it's kind of annoying at first, but. Um, walking around so much helped keep me, you know, in shape and slimmer without needing to, you know, go out and exercise a ton. So I would walk to the subway and I would walk to walk my kids to school. Right. And um, it wasn't until I got a car and started driving in Moscow that I was like, maybe I shouldn't shouldn't drive so much. <laughs> so that that keeps a lot of people, yeah. you know, slim actually. Yes, it does. I mean, here in the U.S., um, if I did not have a dog, 
I would probably be huge. I mean, not really. I'm very conscious about eating eating right, but uh, for most Americans, it's it's very easy to get into a rhythm of eating bad and never exercising, right? Because for us, just to go to the store here, you have to drive. Right. You can walk 20 minutes, right, to the grocery store, but who's going to walk 20 minutes to the grocery store and get multiple bags of groceries and walk it back? I mean, it's just not, not convenient. Well, in Russia, you, you have to do that, so... <laughs> So it makes you right. it makes you well. That's and, but that's why I, that's why I brought up the point about walkability, right? You all in Russia, you only go to the grocery stores that are nearby. I remember my wife and I like every two weeks we would take a taxi to the big grocery store, mm-hmm. like um, to Ashan. It was like a super Ashan at the Avia Park. Yeah, it's the largest shopping mall in Europe. Um, but we would go there like every every two weeks, and we would. Um, stock up on all kinds of stuff, you know, that we couldn't get in the grocery store right nearby. Yeah, yeah, we did the same. And then we take a taxi, taxi back. Okay, yeah, we did the same thing. Uh, we would drive to uh, Ashan at you know um, outside of Mkad, but we'd only mm-hmm. go probably every two weeks just to get the things that we couldn't get at at smaller places, but. Most of the things that we needed, we could get at the at Pichurska or Fkusville or uh, Perikryostek, and they were all within our right, within right. our area. So, right. Well, so we've kind of gotten in, away from the original topic here, but we there are lots of things that are great about Russia, and that I think about and I miss every day. Food and just kind of just a different different kind of lifestyle. Whereas in the West, we're very, very focused on the long term. We're thinking about you know, like how much am I going to set aside for retirement and this and that. And life in Russia is much more about living in the moment. Yeah. I wish there was yeah. a way to have a balance because the Russian way is can get exhausting. I mean, we love living in Russia, but there's also a reason that we don't currently live in Russia. Right. Um, you know, my plan is to go back. Plan is to go back. Um but it wears on you, right? If you don't have the ideal situation, the American mentality of thinking ahead is very hard to do yeah. <laughs> in Russia. So like after a number of years, it starts to wear on you. You start thinking like, you know, I'm not making the progress that I want to make. And then you come back to the United States and you're like, oh, I mean, life is so boring. And, you know, I'm not, you know, like life is just not very dynamic. Um, and so I don't know. I somehow I want to find find a balance. Right. I- but there are so many good things about Russia. I think, um, yeah, in a, another video we should talk about, um, you know, specifically why you would go to Russia and, and how, what kind of life you could have. Yeah. Um, but I've spoken to a lot of foreigners who try to make their lifestyle work in Russia, and it it doesn't right. work very well. well They're going to have to, you know, compromise on on one of those things. Is that that uh, kind of flexibility of your schedule like um you know people just want to meet at 11 o'clock for whatever you know if you're trying to meet somebody they're like hey let's okay let's just do it tomorrow after you know pretty late and you would think uh in america or in in, in europe you'd be in bed by then <laughs> um <laughs> right 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 so um yeah if you 
if there are some things that you miss about Russia, if you've been to Russia, and uh, or Russians who moved away, what do you miss about Russia compared to where you are now? We talked about, you know, how life is dynamic, the friendships, food, just overall walking more than, than in the U.S. for sure. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, leave those in the comments and uh, we'll discuss them in the next video. This was Ask an Expat with Marcus and Matt from An Expat's Russia. We hope you enjoyed the video. And if you have a question about Russia, let us know in the comments. We'll answer it in another video.